Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode five. I'm Emily McDermott, and I'm here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Last week, we talked about why it's so hard to declutter in the first place, because the stuff that we own holds more meaning for us over time, and the more meaning it has to us, the less likely we are going to part with it. If you haven't listened to episode four, pause me now and go back. You can even listen to me at double speed. I really don't mind. Knowing this, it's so easy to get discouraged and avoid decluttering altogether. But there is hope, I promise you. Today, we are going to discuss the easiest and most painless way to dive into decluttering. Easy and painless sound good, right? So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. If you have made it to this episode and have listened to the preceding ones, which I would highly recommend because they do build on each other, we are at a point now where we understand what overwhelms us the most, what matters to us, and the possible mental roadblocks that might be in the way. That's a lot of helpful intel, so congratulations. But now perhaps you feel a little stuck. You look at the clutter surrounding you on all sides and have no idea where the quote-unquote right place is to start. Let me give you an analogy for my own life. I have been following an exercise regimen for a few years now on YouTube, a strength and conditioning program. When I started, I barely had any weights. I think I had like a pair of five pound and eight pound dumbbells at the most. So starting a resistance-based training program seemed kind of silly with these light weights. But as you probably guessed, I got used to the resistance from these lighter weights the more I did the program and was slowly able to progress to heavier weights. Decluttering requires us to encounter resistance the psychological biases that we talked about in episode four. When we own something, attach memories to it, paid a lot for it, we don't wanna let it go, this is resistance. And the way we overcome this resistance is by asking ourselves questions about our true selves and whether the item serves who we are now in this season. Asking questions and taking action means we are flexing our decision-making muscles. And like weight training, once we gain confidence with the clutter, which is easier to make decisions about, we can then move on to the 50 pound weight of our grandmother's china. So where can the three to five pound weight equivalent of our clutter be found? I'd like to recommend someplace that isn't 
in your home at all. It's your home away from home. No, I don't mean Target or Starbucks. I'm talking about your vehicle. Why start with your car? There are two main reasons. Number one, we are looking for the place with the highest trash to sentimental item ratio, meaning there are very few, if any, items with complex layers of meaning that you will agonize over. The second reason, it's a small contained area. So when a small contained area that we are in a lot is decluttered, we feel awesome. This is the part where people get a little hung up on the specifics. What bags or bins do I use to declutter? It really doesn't matter much as long as you can keep them straight. For example, I'd recommend you grab a black trash bag for trash, a separate bag for potential donations, like a different color bag, and then a third container or bin for the things that have a permanent home in your home, but are in your car instead. I'd also recommend you bring like a dust buster or some cloths or paper towels or something for a quick wipe down of the car, as well as some sticky notes and a Sharpie. So we're going to start with the trash and recycling, starting at the front of the vehicle and going through every crevice that you can realistically see all the way to the trunk. You are unearthing every wrapper, plastic bottle, anything that would be trash or recycling. So now hopefully you can see the things that you know belong in your home, but aren't there right now. Library books, hopefully not overdue. School paperwork from your kids, empty reusable bags, or even things that haven't been changed out from the previous season. For example, I have a sunshade that I've been using in the summer that I really need to bring inside my own home. Here's a quick side note. All of these things have a permanent home in your home already. They have just been temporarily displaced and you will be returning them to their home. We will be talking about everything having a home in a future episode. Okay, so now we are left only with the stuff besides millions of crumbs that you may be unsure about. The Happy Meal toy that's obviously a piece of junk, but you saw your kiddo play with a few times in the back seat. A bag of Target returns you haven't gotten to yet that's been in your trunk for a week. This is where we get to flex our decision-making muscles, our lightest weights, so don't worry. Here are a few questions to ask about the stuff to get you started. Number one, why is this still in my car? Do I need to schedule a time to take action on it? This would be for returning things to the store, mail or packages to go to the post office, and so forth. So either jot down on your phone a specific date that you're going to take it, get it in your schedule, or if you have that Sharpie and sticky notes, go ahead and put a sticky note on the actual bag with the date that you plan to take action on it. Number two, do I or my family member need this item? Do I want it in my home? Does your child already have a hundred plus Happy Meal junkie toys in the house? And if so, do you have a permanent place for those small trinkets and treasures? If you do, you can either make the decision to just throw this away on their behalf before it ever makes it inside, or you can ask them and they can make a decision whether it will be included in a permanent home in your home where there's actually room for those things. 
This concept, which we will talk about a lot here, you can call it the container concept, the container rule, artificial boundaries, whatever you prefer, is key about whether something goes directly to the trash bag, is donated, or is awesome enough to make it inside your home. Pretend that your home is like this VIP club and you were the bouncer making sure the unsavories don't make their way in to mess up the vibe. You can ask for feedback from the people inside or not, but ultimately you decide what comes in and what stays out. Once you've completed these steps, if there's anything you have decided to donate, I'd recommend you look at your schedule to see when you can take it to a donation center or have it picked up at your home within the next few days. We don't want our car to be a storage place for the things we haven't donated yet. Finally, take that dustbuster and cloth and vacuum up or wipe down as much as you can with the time you have left to devote to it. I know Cheerios and goldfish will likely still be falling out of your car, but that's okay. Do what you can. Then take a moment to sit down in the car and breathe deep. How do you feel? Hopefully amazing. I'm proud of you for making the first step and starting to flex those decision-making muscles. If you want, you can even take a flex selfie. Is that a flexi? On Instagram with your progress and tag me at Simple by Emmy. So to recap, the car is the best place to start decluttering because you can easily separate out trash, donations, and things that actually belong in your home. It's a small contained space and it can be done in a relatively short amount of time. If you're carting kids to and fro like I am, you spend more time than you realize in your car anyway. So why not feel calm rather than overwhelmed by the mess? If you've listened this far and you think to yourself, Emily, I don't have a car. No worries. Just start in an equivalently non-sentimental area of your home. I'd recommend the bathroom. As I like to say, people usually don't tear up over decluttering expired medication or moldy makeup. Would you like support on your decluttering journey to move step-by-step -step through the areas of your home that frustrate you the most? I would love to help you in my free Facebook group called Decluttering Tips and Support for Overwhelmed Moms. You can find it at tinyurl.com slash momsovercomingoverwhelm. And the first 10 people to join the group will get a very special gift from yours truly. Next week, we are going to talk about an extremely important concept that will guide your decluttering process from start to finish. What some call the container concept or artificial physical boundaries. It doesn't mean that we go to the container store to buy more bins though, okay? So you have to come back to find out more. I look forward to seeing you next Thursday. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.